Today's podcast is brought to you by Strong Tower Nutrition. If you follow the podcast and our supplement store, you can tell that Strong Tower means a lot to me. It's something I'm very passionate about. It's something that's continuing to help me build my life. So I want to bring you the same supplements I use and that I'm passionate about that can build a foundation for your health. We carry brands that have the same beliefs like NutriKey, Power Blends, Run Everything Labs, Giant Sports International, and Black Market Labs. Go to stnutrition.com and use the code STRONG for 10% off. Subscribe to the podcast and Strong Tower Nutrition to receive new deals first and be the first to hear about new products and new merchandise coming soon. So thank you for supporting the business. Again, go to stnutrition.com, get 10% off, use the code STRONG, S-T-R-O-N-G. What's up, y'all? So today's guest, I probably haven't talked to since about middle school. And I reached out to her to talk about yoga and her massage therapy that she's thriving in. But then I found out recently she's been in a horrific accident. And now she's just trying to gain these small abilities back that we just don't even think about every day. And it's to hear her, how she talks about it in the most positive ways is mind-blowing. And I'll tell you what, after listening to this, you're probably going to want to get up and go do something because she had me motivated. I think I went to work out right after. So have a listen, have a watch on YouTube and enjoy the this episode, episode 92 with Carrie Knightert. It's, it's my foundation. It's my faith. It's my work ethic. It's my drive. It's everything that I've tried to build for myself that has made me who I am. Good morning. <laughs> morning. How are you, you feeling today? Um, not too bad. So I shared a little bit what just recently happened with me with you. That's probably not what you're expecting when you reached out to me at all. Uh, not at all. It, it's it kind of um. Well, when you what you told me, you didn't go like in in depth and stuff, but it's weird because after, uh, you messaged me, I went on Facebook just to scroll, you know, and I guess your friend posted and tagged you on Facebook for, for your, uh, GoFundMe. Oh yeah. They so I read, yeah. So I read the whole thing and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, is this serious? And then I actually it's found serious. an article. Yeah. I found a news article about it. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't even know that was out there. Where did you find that? Uh, FirstStateUpdate.com. Huh. Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mention your name or anything. It just says, um, well, if you want to, like, if you feel comfortable talking about it. Yeah. I mean, um, so the actual injury, I, like, I don't remember the actual accident. Luckily, yeah, my right. brain kind of blocked it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like little incidences from it. I remember that I was going in for a climbing class. Um, I remember like the warm up we did for the class. And then I basically woke up in the hospital. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I just was like, what? Where am I? What's going on? Okay. All right. I'm in a hospital bed. <laughs> like, did people try to, a- did people try to tell you what happened or, or anything? Um, kind of not without too many details. I, I can't, I don't even remember how I really found out what happened. I think I partly knew and also 
That's a good question, actually. I've never thought about that before. Because I remember I was like under many drugs and telling someone in my family, I think it was my mom, like, oh, yeah, I was in a climbing class. I don't know what happened. You know, like just kind of talking about it. Yeah. So I don't know if someone told me what happened when I was still out of it or I like woke up and just knew that's where I was before and this is where I am now. So kind of like connected the dots. Um, But it was like a normal morning for me. I went into, took a yoga class that morning and then this climbing class had just started. I've maybe been taking it for like a month or so. So I went in, took a yoga class, went home, went back to the gym, took it, went in for this climbing class. And then, uh, and then everything changed after that. (laughs) So do you want to talk about, um, like what you've been going through since that happened at all? Yeah, I don't mind. It's actually, people have been, have been surprised that it's been easy for me to talk about. Um, there haven't been too many times where it's been hard for me Mm -hmm. because, like I said, I kind of woke up and was like, oh, okay, all right, well, this is what's happening now. So I kind of have to just accept this and go with it because this is what's here right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I fell 35 feet off of an indoor rock climbing wall and um, broke both my ankles, like completely shattered. I have a spinal injury. So since then, I went, um, I underwent three surgeries within 10 days. Then I was in like acute rehab or the ICU for about three weeks, just kind of recovering, not walking, not moving too much, um, watching all my muscles like atrophy, um, and then started very minimal PT there and then moved to uh, an acute rehab center, which is where they take you next when you're in recovery after something like that. And I spent about three weeks there where I was kind of learning how to dress myself again, um, how to like get in and out of bed. And I'm in a wheelchair right now, Um, get in and out of my wheelchair, um, gain core strength, like sitting Mm -hmm. up like this, I was not able to do like right afterwards. Um, Luckily, I was, this was like the strongest year of my life pre-accident like I've been going to yoga running I was seeing a personal trainer once a week like I was stronger than I've ever been and then it was like ripped out from under me (laughs) um so it's really interesting coming back into learning how to be just sit up straight like hold yourself upright again um so it was really interesting and it was good and bad right from the get-go of like okay this sucks. Like, this is not what I was able to do a couple weeks ago. But at the same time, I was like, I know my body can do this. So I know I can do it again. So I felt positive kind of from the get go that I could do these things again. It was hard. They're like, Oh, PT is going to be so hard. It's going to be so difficult. And you're going to be in so much pain. And I'm like, you don't understand the physical is where my body or my mind is like, Oh, I get this. Like I can do that. So, um, I was like feeding off of the physical occupational therapy that I had to go through. Um, so I did that for about three weeks. I got pretty good at taking care of myself all on my own and moving around in my wheelchair, came home for about three weeks and then did another stint in rehab because I was able to weight bear on my ankles finally, which means I could put weight on them. 
Um, so I was allowed to start standing and walking again. Right. Um, and so I did a week long in another rehab facility where I kind of started to do that. I was able to stand up to a walker, walk with a walker. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now is learning how to stand and walk again. Mm. Um, I did lose a lot of feeling in both of my legs. The right leg has pretty much all come back. And then the left leg is a little lazy right now, but, uh, it's, I'm still able to stand and, you know, start walking a little bit. So I'm happy with, you know, what I do have out of all of it. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, did, um, did the doctor say like, uh, give you like a time frame of when you'll be able to walk and stuff like that? So, um, and this is all new to me too, obviously, yeah. like I didn't know anything about any, I mean, I was really healthy before this. I don't know anything about this was doctors. in January, right? Yeah. This yeah, is so. le- uh, le- almost three months ago, a little less than over mm. three months ago. So this is really fresh. Yeah. <laughs> so like I said before that, I'm like a healthy person. I don't know right, anything about yeah. surgeries, doctors off, like nothing. I've learned so much. Um, so apparently with spinal cord injuries, they give you about 12 to 14 months to see what comes back. Um, they say that's kind of the growth period for how much your spine will. So there's two, let me, I digress. There's two different kinds of spinal cord injuries. There's complete and incomplete. Complete means you have severed it in some way, which means the nerves will probably not regrow. It's like crazy damage. And then incomplete is where you haven't severed it. You've just maybe like bruised it or something like that. So possibility to regrow or the swelling to go down and things to change. So I have incomplete. There's not been anything severed. Um, So there is potential for things, a lot of things to change. So 12 to 14 months. And they say pretty much what you're left with after that time period is your long-term functionality, I guess. Mm. Um, but that's not to say that things can't change after that. It's just less likely to. Right. So right now I'm still in the stage where I feel, I guess that I have room for improvement. I don't feel like things need to happen right away because I feel like I still have some time for things to come back and then we'll see, you know, what happens Mm -hmm. after over the next year. Um, so I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Happens. It's really crazy. <laughs> but you know, yeah. what's even more wild is that like, uh, the fact that this happens during the most fittest time of your life, pr- pretty much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause that's going to help you through this. They being that physically I mean, fit. Yes. I don't, I cannot advocate this enough. Like take care of yourself. Yeah. Be strong, if not for the reason of being able to go about your daily activities without injuring yourself. I mean, they told me, like, this is a horrible thing to say, but if anyone were to have trained for what happened to you, you trained for what happened to you. Like, the reason I'm so far along right now is because I was so strong, especially in my upper body. Um, Like for a female, because doing like transfers, moving in and out of your wheelchair, getting dressed like that is hard. (laughs) Um, That is not. Yeah, it's not easy. Um, You get tired and just the body awareness from yoga that I've been doing for almost eight years now 
I think that's really helping me a lot reconnect to muscles and find the neural pathways that reconnect to those muscles a lot easier than mm-hmm. maybe I, I could have or faster than I could have. So everyone I've come in contact with so far has been like, wow, you move really well. You're so strong. This only happened three months ago. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the kind of things <laughs> that you see in professional athletes. That's the reason why they come back so fast from injuries and stuff, because they're already in good shape. That's true. That's very true. Um, I haven't had to deal with like cardiovascular, vascularly. (laughs) I'm still strong. You know, I mean, my endurance is obviously way down just in muscle endurance, but I don't get like winded doing the exercises. Um, So that's super important. Just um, like I said, my arms not hurting, my shoulders not hurting, being able to have strength to do what's asked of me and reach that capacity every day of physical therapy. I don't know what I would do without what I had before. Yeah. I mean, and that's one of the things um, that your friend put in the description of like the GoFundMe is like, cause she was telling about the accident and um, just the things that doctors were saying, like they were so impressed and so like, wow, about how fast you're coming, (laughs) like, uh, like coming through with yeah. this with cause you, cause you're physically strong. Uh, you're a positive person. It seems like, and just all this is just, you know, just speeding up the process. It's really added up. Um, you know, they, like I, you know, they've definitely complimented me on my physical strength. Um, what I had before, how that helps with everything, but, um, even more so than that, you just said it, the positive attitude, yeah. every single nurse and doctor I interacted with, even for like a second, we're like 99% it's attitude. Like the people that do the best and recover the fastest have it going on up here. Like it's the mental strength, even more so than the physical strength, even though be strong, but right. <laughs> um, they have really said, you know, keep your mental attitude. You know, that's going to get you farther almost than the physical stuff. Of course, because I think that's a big test, uh, too, is, you know, you see positive people all over the Internet and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. (laughs) But I think the bigger test is like when you have to go through something that you're going through. And if you can still stay positive through that, like you're a force to be reckoned with. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's the goal. Yeah. Um, It's hard to think of myself like that because I'm just like sitting here to the door but um but it's true you like I don't know how to describe it's definitely something I worked on for years too I didn't always have this mental strength this mental attitude and now I've worked on it for so long that it stuck with me through this really really hard period um I think I woke up from one surgery in my with COVID they don't let anyone in but they let one person in after surgery so my dad was like, wow, I didn't expect you to be so like laughing and lucid after this surgery. I'm like, that's just like my attitude now. I can't, it's who I am, I guess. Um, like I said, it hasn't always been there. There was like, and I don't know why, maybe you can tell me why you reached out to me, not knowing all of this, wanting to interview me or yeah. bring me onto the podcast. <laughs> well, the big thing was, you know, uh, everything that you're doing, that you were doing with yoga. Yeah, and like the healing and all that kind of stuff is very like interesting to me. So I was like, oh, I want to see what she's up to and like talk to her <laughs> about that kind of stuff too. 
And then, yeah. and then you said something about this and then I saw on Facebook, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what I mean? I was like, when did <laughs> all this all happen? Angles. Yeah. It just came out of nowhere. But, uh, but yeah. So how, um, will you go, well, how do you think you'll go about things after this? Like, will this make you work even harder knowing that you like went through this? Yes. <laughs> That's the short answer is yeah. just yes. Because yeah, when I first found yoga, if I just want to take it back a little bit, I didn't like, I was always confident in myself. But I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted. I guess I didn't realize, but I didn't even have a really good relationship with myself before that. And yoga was the first space I went into and it was kind of offered to me. And, um, I mean, I played sports all through high school. I was always athletic, but then out of high school, I didn't really have anything that I connected with and then found yoga and I was terrible at it at first. Mm -hmm. I was so inflexible and not, not yoga strong, but for some reason I just loved it. And it was the attitude and it was the positivity and the, like the self-reflection that was brought into it and the kind of like reconnecting to yourself and the self-love aspect that kind of kept me in it and got me to the point where I was able to like laugh at myself if I fell down and pushed me to be strong in those yoga ways and to like push my boundaries within the yoga practice or within the physical practice, I guess. Right. Um, and then the athletic background helped me to connect with that too, but just in a way I'd never had before. So it brought my mental attitude a really long way of saying like, if I can do this in the yoga classroom, and I can come this far strength wise, then, you know, my mental strength can come this far as well. Like if I can overcome this obstacle here, then I can overcome obstacles in my mind. Cause it's all how you talk to yourself. It's all how you see yourself. It's all how you push yourself, you know, in a good way, not like talking shit to you. I mean, sometimes you talk a little shit to yourself, but well, I always do. I yell <laughs> you know, at myself. You gotta, you gotta like, kick yourself in the butt a little bit, yeah. <laughs> you know, cause who else is going to do it if not for you. Right. But, um, but I learned that too. Like I learned mostly just self-discipline, I think, mm -hmm. um, and self-love. So that brought me to the space where I had this accident and I was able to incorporate all of those practices that I had learned and then had the strength to keep up with it and keep me going. And all the relationships I had built over the years in the yoga world and in my community at the beach where I've been living so much support. And you don't realize how much your mental attitude affects people. Hmm. And it really came back to me, like with cards, support, everything. And that kept me going. <laughs> that so, was part of my strength. Yeah, definitely. And so with what you want to talk about, you know, um, what are some mental, mental, uh, obstacles that like yoga really helps you or anything you're doing that yeah. helps you overcome those mental things with yourself? Like what are, what would be some of those, um, mental things that you had to overcome? Like if I look back in journals I had from like that time of life where I guess where I first started yoga. Um, first I'll say journaling helps, mm -hmm. um, just getting your thoughts on the paper. You don't have to be good at it. You don't have to know where to start. Um, 
I was having a rough time where I didn't know what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Like I didn't know what my purpose was. Mm -hmm. I was bartending and I knew I didn't want to do that forever. It was like an industry at the beach where people just are drinking all the time, partying all the time. And I did that for a little bit, but I, you know, very quickly realized I don't want to do that forever. And I don't want to be up all hours of the night. And um, so I was like, what else can I do? I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. And I saw like, if I don't change something now, like it's going to five years, 10 years are going to go by and nothing will have changed. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to be the catalyst for change if you want to see change. Right. So that kind of started it. And I remember I would like cry before I would go into a bartending shift. Cause I like was at the point where I wanted so badly to be doing something different. Um, but I didn't know. And so I think a lot of it was, Finding, I know it sounds silly, but finding some inspirational quotes that keep you going and maybe write yeah. it on a post-it note, put it on your car dashboard. I like, or, you know, your mirror, you've seen that all the time. Mm -hmm. So it sounds dumb, but those little things do work. And, um, the inspiration helped a lot finding the five people that you want to be like and surrounding yourself with them mm -hmm. was a big thing for me. And, um, I would say those two main things helped a lot. The inspiration, just the words, like the inspirational words, constantly surrounding yourself with, and then finding the five people you want to be like, cause that takes time. Yeah. Like if you're living this like life that you don't, you haven't been paying attention to that. And then you try to pay attention to that. You start to realize like, Oh, this person that I see almost every day, I don't necessarily want their traits. Like right. I don't necessarily want to be like them. Not that there's anything wrong with that person or they're a bad person, but you just realize you don't want what they have necessary. If that, I don't want to say that in a mean way. Right. You just want something different. So then I started looking for people that, like, I got really close with the studio owner that was very driven and kind and compassionate. She like had qualities that I wanted to exemplify, and then. Um, one of my really good friends opened a restaurant and I watched all her strength and perseverance and her going after her goals. And it's like, I need to stay close to this person and just other friends that I have that are, were really kind and compassionate and, you know, had like that light from within. I was like, I need to be around that person. I need to study them. I need to do what they do or and then it's hard because you get imposter syndrome. You're like, am I just copying them? Yeah, yeah. And maybe you, you feel like you are for a while, but that's part of it. You right. teach it to yourself. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to be your own teacher. Um, and then not giving up for yourself. So checking in, journaling, inspiration, finding the people you want to be around. It's scary. You have to like almost start a new life. Like, <laughs> yeah. And there's days where you'll be like down on yourself. You'll slip back into old habits or mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. You just have to be like, okay, it's just one day. Let me just change it the next day. Um, maybe non-attachment, I guess, is not being attached to what happens and just saying like, I can start again tomorrow. It's fine. <laughs> I think yeah. it's so. I think it's so crazy how we haven't talked in so long, but we're exactly alike. Really, that's funny because when you reached out and I kind of like looked at your Instagram, read your stuff a little bit, and I was like, oh, he has a lot of the same like mental attitudes that I do yeah <laughs> that's really cool so I don't know like what brought you have you always kind of been like this or 
I don't know when you started this podcast or. No, the podcast is pretty new. Um, but which is awesome, by the way. So, and it's fun. You know, it's gotten me out of my comfort zone. And that's, that's one of the things that I really wanted to work on with myself. That's a good um, one. <laughs> is to, yeah. I mean, it's because that's how you grow is when you get out of your comfort zone and do things that make you uncomfortable. Yeah. So that's one thing it's really helped me with. Um, but it actually all started uh, probably 2013, something like that. Okay, I did my so we were like, I don't know, a couple of years out of high school, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, well, high school and middle school and stuff like that, I was kind of person that didn't care about anything. I was the kind of person that just like, whatever. You like, were like, grades. too cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just like. Oh, I didn't care about grades. I didn't care about like I went to summer school almost every year of high school. Yeah. You know, I barely got Cause, by. Cause you're like whatever. Right. I mean, I failed eighth grade. I had to do that again at Newcastle. Um, stuff Yay. like that. <laughs> so, uh, but bodybuilding. When I got into bodybuilding, it changed my whole life. Yeah. You know, not just my body, but my mind more than anything. You know, I met people with the uh, kind of drive I've never seen before. You know, not just lifting weights, but how it took them outside of that in the regular world. They did their whole life like that. (laughs) Exactly. You know, they took what they learned in the gym and then they applied it to their business or applied it to their job. Even though it's a a dead end job, they still went hard at it. Yeah. You know, and I was like, I was just like, man, that's what I need to do, you know, and working out and lifting has done things for me mentally that, you know, everyone thinks about, oh, I need to lose weight. I need to get in physical shape, whatever. It's great. That's great. It's great to care about your health. But the things that it does for your mentality, like I can't even explain. It's, I agree. It's totally, it becomes, well, you know, like once you've been in it for a while, it probably starts off as about like, how much muscle you can gain, how much weight you can lose. But then, like you said, you start to learn, like, it's not even about what I look like anymore. Mm -hmm. It's about like how I feel, how I think, how strong mentally I am. And that's what really like you, I think you begin to come into your own once you kind of switch over to that side. Right. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I actually had a lot of anger problems, you know, so that helped me like lifting, and lifting heavy helped me get through those. Yeah, for you know sure. Because I mean? then you learn, okay, why am I angry? Why am I doing this? You know, you learn to uh, not let little things bother you. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a mirror. Like yeah. you're, you're your own best mirror. <laughs> right, exactly. And like whenever you, however you find that, whether it's weightlifting or yoga or running or CrossFit or any yeah. other physical thing, you come to that space where it's like, you're, it's just you. You're you realize you're only competing with yourself, and that's something and I learned too. Is just like gr- like when I first got into it, I was I was always putting down other things. I was like, no, nope, mm-hmm. bodybuilding's the way. That's the only way. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> you know, even when I became right. a personal trainer, that's how I was training people. But then, like, this is the one way you yeah, got to do it this way. Yeah, we're doing <laughs> bodybuilding stuff all the time. But then again, you grow and you learn. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, there's so many other things that we can be doing, you know. Uh, for sure. You know, yoga is almost impossible for me. 
<laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? I've done plenty of yoga right, classes. Like I can't do what you do, but you can't do what I do. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. You know, I went to a hot yoga class with my wife. Um, it was like in oh. this lady's basement. And <laughs> so I'm in a room, I'm in this basement with all women, you know, and they're all like sitting Indian style. I can't even sit Indian style. That's so funny. Crisscross applesauce. I can't, Chris, no. I can't even do that because I'm so like not flexible. Yeah. You know what I mean? In that way. Right. <laughs> Right. Because, yeah, I can squat so much weight all the way to the floor, but when it comes to crossing my legs, can't do it. <laughs> Not to save, yeah, can't do that. That's funny. Um, and I've heard that from so many dudes before that have been like your background. Mm-hmm. I've come into class like, oh, someone said I should try yoga for this or that. Oh, sorry. Touching things on my phone. Okay. <laughs> um, for this or that. And then, you know, they're in the back of the class and they're like, Either I'm never doing this again because I can't do it. It's not for me. It's so opposite of what they yeah. do. Or they're like, oh my God, that is hard. How do you do this? Like, that is harder than what I do. Like, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, you could lift 300 pounds, but can you hold your own body weight for a whole minute? It's different. Yeah. It's, it's just different. Yeah. It's a different kind of strength. It's like your strength is power. And like quick contraction of the muscles versus mm-hmm. the isometric hold type of strength. Right. Um, so, you know, you being a personal trainer, like you've studied the body a lot, mm-hmm. anatomy, like that's what actually got me into um, yoga, teaching yoga, because I was just practicing and I just wanted to learn more about my own anatomy and my own body. And then I started teaching and then I wanted to learn more, which is why I became a massage therapist. Okay. I wanted, yeah, I wanted to learn more anatomy and muscle so I could actually just help my clients and my students more. I didn't even want to be a massage therapist. Right, right. But then I ended up loving it. Um, and I'm totally about it now. But um, it's just a different kind of strength. And you realize, like, as I've trained more, like, done more intricate yoga trainings, like, since my initial one, you realize, like you said earlier, there's no one way. Every person's different. Every person needs a little bit of something here, a little bit of something there. You don't know at all. Like there's more than one way to do something, right. which is amazing. <laughs> and that's like a good mental attitude to have. Yeah. Like when you learn that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's made like working out now, I'm not competing. So it's hard for me to find, okay, so what am I, I need a goal. I need something to look towards. You know, and yeah. I struggled with it for such a long time until recently. Um, I just got disgusted with my body. So I was like, all right. Like, dude. like as in you hit a plateau or you just felt like you could have been stronger or. No, I just stopped doing, I just stopped doing things. Oh, okay. Like you were like, because, up, let me just- because now <laughs> I have an online, I have an online vitamin and supplement business and then okay. I have the podcast. So I'm trying to put all this time into these two things. And then completely just neglect my health and lifting and stuff like that, you know, but then I started seeing my body change in the most awful way. And I was like, nope. "Hmm." I was like, nah, (laughs) man, I was like, I can't do this, you know? So, uh, and this just, this is just recent. So, yeah. So I recent, I've lost like 20 pounds. Um, yeah, I mean, I I was like 225 and I usually hang around like 200, stuff like that. Okay. But um, so you just got to a point where you're like, all right, I need to put some effort back into back yeah. into myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's about finding. I had to find the balance. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, even if even if it meant 
work, uh, waking up earlier. Yeah. You know, I had to wake up earlier, uh, do my fasted cardio because that gets me going. It gets my heart rate up and then I eat something and then I go in the basement and train, you mm-hmm. know, um, and doing that, it just makes everything, all the effort I put into my business, all the effort I put into the podcast, it just makes it that much more um, like easier for me. Like it ties it all together. It, does, it seems yeah. like. I guess when you first started out, you had to go full force into these other aspects that you hadn't been going full force in. And then you had to take a step back and be like, whoa, I lost a piece. Let me pick it back up. That's awesome that you like did find that balance though. Cause some people don't. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely tough because I also, I have like a nine to five job. So I I work eight hours a day. (laughs) Yeah. So I work eight hours a day because I stopped personal training. Um, I just, I just fell out of love with it, you know, and I could see why. Yeah, it's hard. You know, working with people that don't care. I know. You know. Luckily with yoga, I haven't had that as much. Mm -hmm. But when you want to push people and they don't want to be pushed, it's there's nothing you can do. That's tough. Yeah. (laughs) Like I was talking to a trainer one time and he was like, anything that your client doesn't do is your fault. I was like, hold up. And you're like, I was like, hold up. Don't put that on me. That's what I'm saying. I was like. I spend late nights, early mornings creating these meal plans and workout plans for these people. All they have to do is do it. Like thinking about them 24-7. Exactly. And I was like, what part of that is my fault that they don't do it? I was texting this one dude for three months straight, every day for three months, and he still didn't come back in the gym. I mean, that is, that dude's lucky he had someone like you to care so much about him. That's not, I don't, I get what, I guess that trainer was saying is like, you have to find a way to motivate that person. But like you just said, you text someone for three months straight, like you went above and beyond for that person. They have to meet you halfway. Yeah, That's tough. That can be draining after a while. I could see that. Yeah. Because me, like for someone that used to not care about himself, (laughs) I put, I put a lot into other people. And I just felt like I shouldn't be doing that. I felt like I was giving 200% when they weren't even giving five. That's, yeah, that's hard. You know, I was like, I shouldn't be caring more about your health than you. Than you do. (laughs) I've definitely had um, some times with that with like my massage clients Mm -hmm. where because of my yoga background and I do see people also, I'm not just a massage therapist. I see people move their bodies. I know how the body moves. Um, I give them X, like I go above and beyond to say, do these stretches, do these exercises. And some people just don't do it. And they're like, I come back and nothing changes. And I'm like, well, because a, you're supposed to be getting massage every two weeks. B, did you do any of the stretches I gave you? Like C, you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, you can bring them everything on a silver platter. And that's our job is to be like, look, this is what I know. I'm going to give you access to it. I'm mm-hmm. going to not hold back. I'm going to give you everything you want, but you have to physically take it. Right. Like there has to be something in that person where you have to physically take it. And like, that's how I got to where I am. That's where, how you got to where you are. You pick up your own mantle at some point <laughs> right. and say, I'm going to be in charge of myself. Right. Exactly. And I mean, it's kind of similar with what I do now with like the supplements and stuff, but what made Mm -hmm. me, what made me open this 
like start this store is because I used to work at a supplement shop. Okay. And I loved it. Yeah. You know, and, um, <laughs> but it ended up closing within like three years. So I had to move on from that. And ever since then, I've wanted to open up my own, you know, awesome. and a lot of things are holding me back from opening up my own like physical, like brick and mortar store. So yeah. I was like, I talked to, uh, this very, uh, knowledgeable guy that he's like a finance person for my old church. And, um, he was like, why don't you start online? He's like, you're thinking too big. He's <laughs> like, you like, need to shrink. Oh. I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I tend to do that. <laughs> but it's like, he was like, shrink it down. He's like, start online. I was like, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I just do that in the first place? That's really funny that you say that because I've definitely done the same type of thing. We're gone about mm-hmm. like thinking way too, too many steps ahead. Right. And I think with maybe actual physical strength, like training mm-hmm. and yoga, people, you do, I see people all the time think too many steps ahead. I've thought too many steps ahead until you break it down, take one moment at a time, one day at a time, one little piece at a time. That's when it all comes together. Like, right. don't worry about 10 years down the road. Just worry about like, what can you do this week? Right. It's like, I tell people like, uh, you know, you always have that long-term goal. Yeah. But there's things along the way that are going to uh, pick apart that long-term goal. <laughs> and change you know, it. They're going to change it, you know, like crazy. And um, I thought I had a long-term goal. Mm-hmm. You know, like out of high school, I was going to join the Army. That oh, did, I didn't know that. Yeah, and that didn't work wow. out. You know, I got to – um, you had to go through this thing called MEPS, which okay. uh, they do all your, like, testing, your physical testing, and see if you can hear and see and all that stuff. And, uh, and that day you would swear in. Oh my God. Yeah. So That's aggressive. <laughs> I know. And, um, it's an all day thing. You wake up at four in the morning and they, you know, take you to this hotel and you go through all this stuff. And so going through all that, they found out I lied on my paper about having a concussion. I had a concussion like a year before. Oh, wow. So and I, they didn't want any concussions. They want, nope. They didn't want nothing wrong with you. So what they do, like a brain scan or something to no. find out? Uh, they check my medical records. Oh, duh. Yeah. I don't know why I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do they do that? Yeah. They find out? <laughs> yeah. And then um, they sent me to, I guess I, he was a sergeant or something. And he just like chewed my ass out. Like he yelled at me. Like, I was like, whoa, man. I was like, my, I, I, um. You thought you were doing the right thing to like get in? Well, I ratted out my recruiters because they told me to do it. Oh, it's a whole story. <laughs> yeah. So I ratted them out real quick. I was like, hey, my recruiter told me to do that. So they <laughs> told me to write. I didn't have one, you know. So, wow. uh, yeah. So they put me in a room. They're like, oh, just wait here. I was I was there for six hours. <laughs> just wait here. Just wait here, you know. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> six hours watching Law & Order SVU. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh. And then after that, you know, I called my recruiter and I was like, hey, this is what happened. And um, so he drove from Delaware to Baltimore where I was mm-hmm. and picked me up and took me home. And that was it. And that was the end of that. Nope. They didn't call me or anything. That's so weird. Yeah. Like they would have just left you in that room until you decided to just leave. I, no, I, I have no clue. To this day, I have no clue. Were they like, how long is this guy going to stay here? Yeah. I, I don't know. 
but um i'm i'm glad that it happened you know yeah. i'm really you know it sucks i couldn't serve my country but along the way i've done so many things and found out so much about myself that i don't think mm-hmm. i would have by doing that mm-hmm. so that was like definitely divine intervention i guess at right. that time yeah. yeah so and then uh a while after that you know i got into security and another like mm-hmm. a dead end job Mm-hmm. And where you don't see yourself doing it forever. <laughs> right. But then you get to a point where like you with bartending, like you're like, okay, am I going to be stuck here forever? Right. But like, you start to like, think that, <laughs> you know, you've been there two, three years and you're just like, oh wait, is this like everything? Right. And I used to get really depressed and stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, but then my mom and my dad signed me up for this, for Dawn Career Institute. I don't know if you ever heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah. I don't know much about it. They do. They do. Um, it's like a Votech kind of college. It's like a nine okay. month. Yeah. Nine month thing. They do have, they have massage therapy. They have like, um, uh, what do they call them? Nursing assistant it, and stuff like that. Yeah. Was that in Delaware? Yeah. Okay. My massage program was eight months. Cause you have to get a certain amount of hours. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. I've never heard of that one. Interesting. Yeah, so I went there and I got um personal training certification. And also funny story. So I graduated <laughs> high school with a 0.8 GPA. Nice. So <laughs> But then I graduated Dawn with a 4.0. That just goes to show you got to be in the right spot. You know. It's like I um which brings me to the point of maybe why like I had started college after high school and then was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know what I changed my major three times in my first year. What college did you go to? Uh, Cecil college. Okay. I actually got a soccer scholarship. Oh, wow. Um, but then at the time I was still riding horses and I felt like I had to pick one or the other mm-hmm. and I picked my horse and then I stopped doing that too. <laughs> so I just kind of like lost everything at yeah. that point. Um, but then when I finally did find something I wanted to do, like yoga and massage, I was actually interested in it and did really well and like excelled like you, like top of the class, like understood it really well. It's like the typical model that we're kind of forced down in this country almost, yeah. or you have to be a doctor, a lawyer, or a dentist, or mm-hmm. There's so many other things you can be and do. And like, I'm always, I'm constantly like, why didn't anyone tell me this? Right. Like, so I think sometimes people later in life come into their own. Like sometimes you have to live life and decide what you want to do before you can go do it. Not everyone's meant to do things the way it's set up to be done. Like yeah. you kind of need to experience life and decide on your own what you like and don't like. Right. Um. And you were obviously very intelligent. You just needed to be doing something that was right for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I don't even know if it's the intelligence. I think it's more passion. That's, yeah. You know, I think, passion has a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's what I run more off of. Not so much what I know. It's more about mm-hmm. how much I care and how, like how much I'm willing to put into it. That's awesome. You know, and, and you can see that by the way you like talk about everything so far (laughs) yeah I mean I try you know it's just it just comes out naturally yeah there's a lot of trainers and people in the workout fitness personal health industry that don't have that passion and Mm -hmm. 
don't connect with their clients and don't care. So um, I think it's important for people to realize when say they are looking for a trainer, coach, whatever, to find someone that really cares about them. People that really care about the industry. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's why I still, I actually still train um, me and my wife's friend because she's an athlete, you know, and Mm -hmm. she got into, uh, she wanted to fight like, like MMA. Yeah. Wow. So she was looking for the strength and conditioning and I was like, I'll do it. Yeah. You know, you can, you have the capacity. So I forget when she started, but she went four and O as an amateur. She just recently had her first professional fight and won that one. And she's probably, yeah, she's probably, um, the strongest and the the best looking she's ever was, you know? And And she just needed that person. (laughs) Yeah. And it's about, you know, and working with athletes, um, I feel, uh, it's more fun because they know what they want. They're willing mm-hmm. to do whatever it takes to get it. You know, they'll push through the pain a little bit, the pain. <laughs> right. I mean, it's almost like, um, like they don't ask too many questions. Like, uh, I like when they ask questions, you yeah. know, if, but if it's like, oh, do I have to do this? Type, you know, that kind of question. Those type of like, things. Like, all right. Like, why are we doing this? Do right. I have to do this? <laughs> that's funny right um it's interesting yeah and it's really a pleasure when you're the coach to work with people like that like you said it 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 takes your passion and get even more excited and you want to give them more things and you get more ideas to help them um since I've been working with my physical therapist and all my recovery they'll tell me an exercise or something to do. And I'm like, Oh, you want me to use like my hamstring? And they're like, Oh, I forgot. I could talk to you like that. Like they love being able to use the technical terms and um, like isolate muscles that maybe other people wouldn't be able to do because they don't have the awareness. Like, Oh, I love working with you because you you know, all this stuff and you're interested and you want to respond to it. Um, Yeah. I'd actually never done personal training until this year. Mm -hmm. And my friend that I taught with was a personal trainer and was seeing this other guy for personal training. So I started seeing him and it was like a game changer for me because I had been doing yoga for so long and I was so yoga strong, but, um, you can get really strong in some areas, but you just inevitably neglect other areas. Like my pull strength was super low. Um, my hamstrings, my glutes were kind of weak compared to everything else. And just working with him was so cool because he, A, gave you like the anatomical things while you're doing it, but he just pushed you in such a different way. I hadn't been pushed in such a long time. And I felt like a really rounded strength that I was coming into. It was really cool to like do something different too. Yeah. Um, so I would say too, like, just as a side note, if you're like in one lane of like doing for whoever's listening, if you're in one lane of like workout, like we said earlier, mm-hmm. try something different, like just take yourself out of your comfort zone and challenge yourself in a different way. Yeah. And really they can see, they can see that with both of us, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like I was saying before, like I was looking at different things like yoga and CrossFit uh, Zumba. And I was like, Oh, that's stupid. That's stupid. Bodybuilding's the way, you know, (laughs) I quickly, I quickly learned that it's not, you know, by doing yoga, by doing Zumba, by, um, I did water aquatic aquatics. Oh, I've never tried that before. Yeah. Where you lift weights in the water and stuff like that. It's crazy. What You lift weights in the water. Yeah. 
That's you do so stuff cool. like that. Yeah, you do different things like that. Um, CrossFit was a big one. Yeah. Uh, you know, I used to say, oh, they do everything wrong, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but yes I realized no. that's – yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it all depends what gym you go to, I think. Yeah, um, on how fast sure. they teach you things, you know, because they're doing, if you're doing Olympic lifts and you're learning that within a couple of days, how well are you going to be doing that? That right. stuff takes a while <laughs> to learn correctly. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I've, I've taken stuff from that. Like the, um, handstand pushups. I've been, I mm-hmm. do those good and, for you. and I quickly realize how hard that is. <laughs> that's you a know? good, that's a good CrossFit thing for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I can, I can shoulder press over 225 but wow. i can't even press myself and it's so different it's yeah. so weird how it's so different <laughs> i know it's it's just such a weird thing but it's so great for you and then it, it also um does something for you mentally when you overcome it mm-hmm. that was my big thing with um like everyone that knows me in the yoga world knows that i love like balancing on my hands i love my handstands my inversions because that was something that I could really like dive into myself. And like, like you said, it was a huge mental thing to overcome even more than the strength and something you have to really work out. So work at constantly. Um, and I just like consistency is the key. Mm-hmm. People are like, how do you do it? How do you do it? How long do you think it'll take me to do it? I'm like, well, how often are you going to practice it? Mm-hmm. If you want to get to a certain weight or lift a certain weight, how often are you going to do it? Like people want to have these quick secrets to everything. Yeah. And I'm like, you just, it's consistency. You just got to show up every day and do the work. Like it doesn't have to be a good day every day, but you yeah. got to show up. <laughs> and I think I was talking, I think I was talking to someone else about this. Um, it's kind of what you're probably going to be seeing in the future with like this new generation and stuff like with TikTok, you know, you got these people, oh, yeah. you know, they go viral with one stupid video that mm-hmm. doesn't make sense, but so many people watch it, you know what I mean? So when they try other things in life and they're like, wait, that didn't come as quick as this, you know what I mean? Like, come as quick as this other thing. You know, like I'm making yeah. a million, I'm making, I'm making a million dollars in six days on OnlyFans. But I can't stay consistent with a diet because, you know, I'm so used to something happening quickly. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I guess this, to your point, in general, this fast, get things quick type of world, your Amazon package comes in two days. Oh, yeah. You go viral overnight or whatever it is. Um, It's hard to stick with things. And that's like how you really get somewhere. Um, and that could set you up like that high, high, high rise yeah. and then needing to switch this, that can set you up for a big fall being attached to something like that. Um, like <laughs> I'm still dealing with all the physical strength that I had and now having nothing yeah. and detaching from that identity that I had with myself, you know, and realizing that's not everything that I was and it didn't just because I was that person that was so strong and can do handstands and, you know, be very athletic. That doesn't mean that's not the only thing I am. And now I have to figure out like what else I am. If that makes right. sense. Oh, <laughs> here's something. That piece away. I would love to get your opinion on this. Um, what do you think when people say, I want to get back to what I used to be? So say someone was like in good shape when uh, they were younger, stuff like that. 
you know, yeah. and you know, they're not in a good place now. Um, what For do you think reason. when they, yeah, when they say, they say, uh, I want to be what I, I want to look like what I used to look like or do what I used to do. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that's great. But you know, yeah. you know, yeah, it's going to take longer, but you know, you could be so much better than that person. You know, that's, so what is your I mean, take I was, it? yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. My first question would be like, well, why? Like, what is your purpose? Do you think you need to look a certain way? Do you just, do you want to be stronger? Like, why? Why do you want to do it? Is it, a, is it a superficial purpose or is it like a deep emotional purpose? And then is it for like just appearance or is it for how you feel inside? I don't if that makes sense. And then it's like, like you said, there is no going back. Why, why don't we just move forward and see where we can go from here? Like you can be so much more than what you used to be just because you had this before. doesn't mean like you have so much potential to grow like always. So why not set even higher goals and say, I can do even more than that or don't worry about what's in the past, basically. Right. It can be a motivator for sure. Yeah. Yeah. To get you started. Yeah. But I agree. It's like, why do you want to, why don't you want to even say, let's do more or let's do something different? <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, and even you can even find something new about yourself that you weren't before. Yeah. Like a new facet or aspect of your personality or your strength. Like, yeah. Why do you want to put yourself, don't put yourself in a box basically of like what you were before. Like you can be anything. <laughs> right. You I mean, can do anything. you know, sitting in my studio, I have a, uh, a picture of my old, um, my first competition, my first bodybuilding competition. And I come mm-hmm. in and I always look at it. I'm just like, I just remember what I had to do to, to get there. And I'm just like, yeah. Um, I'm, it just makes me realize that I can do it. Right. You know what I mean? So that's like, great to look can. at to, yeah. Cause it's like, I've done it before. I can do it again. Right. But like, now, I can do that. <laughs> but right. So right now is just like, I want to, my goal is to do things I've never done before. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe lift weight that I haven't lifted before or do amount of reps with a certain weight, you know, or. Right. Or a new movement with like a higher weight or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, just incorporating different things because that's only that's how you grow as a person. Yes. You know what I mean? And right. I think I think that's what like this whole podcast, everything we've been talking about for the last like fifty minutes, has been <laughs> like based around is like how steps you can take to become a better person, like with mindset and with your. Uh, with body movement and learning about yourself and things of that nature. Yeah, for sure. That's so, super true. Um, yeah. As you give yourself, like you don't want to ever plateau yourself or say like, I can only do this. I can't do that. Yeah. Um, you want to keep challenging yourself to grow and set higher goals. You know, for a long time, the handstand was my goal first. It was doing it at the wall and then it was doing it without a wall. Now I can do a handstand. And now I'm like, what other ways can I get into handstand? Can I hold it longer? Can I do, can I connect it to another pose? Like it never stops, which is what I liked about yoga. Like once you hit a certain goal, there's always another place to go to. Like, you're never like, Oh, I got that now. Check it off the list. Yeah it's done because like you said, you stop growing, you stop challenging 
not only your body, but like your mind and the way you think, like there's so many, our bodies are so cool. There's so many pathways in our brain. Like there's so many neurons firing constantly. We're this big electrical computer board. Like, don't you want to explore every single pathway possible? Don't you want to open up every single electrical pathway and create all these connections so you can move your body and like any way you want like there's like you said there's so many possibilities like I get excited talking about this yeah because I see all the time in yoga and I've done it myself I'm sure you've done it like I see people right on the edge of like trying something new and then holding themselves back and then like getting so close and then I can see them mentally thinking like oh I can't do this I'm not going to go that far and I'm like just come on you're so like just believe in yourself. Yeah. Like, go for it. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? I've fallen on my face so many times. I can't even count. Like you learn humble or humility, I guess. Yeah. Too. Oh yeah. While, yeah. While you're reaching new goals. Cause like you said earlier, you don't hit those goals right away. Or maybe something is harder than the previous thing you did. And you're like, Whoa, I can't even do that at all. Like, but you have to rise to that challenge. And the more challenges you rise yourself to, the more confidence you have and the more you'll be able to do, like the more capacity you have to meet new challenges and take on new things that you never would have thought you could do. Right. So whether, yeah, I mean, you have to be your own motivator and believe in yourself. And the more you do, the more you believe in yourself. So it's like a domino effect. Oh, 100%. And it's just yeah. like, too, like, yeah, we talk about this positivity thing, you know, but doesn't mean we don't have our, you know, our down days, oh, yeah. or our negative, <laughs> our negative talk in our head and stuff like that. You know, I have so much doubt a lot of times, Yeah. but then um, I'm always there to pick myself back up at a certain time. You know, I'm there, I'm there to talk to myself, be like, dude, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, you do have to become your own motivator. You do have to be able to learn how to talk to yourself like that and take a step back and be like, okay, I need to have a talk with myself. Where are we at right now? What am I struggling with? Like whether it's coming and praying to God or whether you're in meditation or journaling, whatever, you have to self-reflect. Like that's a key to getting anywhere else. Right. Like, yeah. I'm constantly like, wait a second. I could do more. Like, what am I doing right now? What else can I do? Like, yeah. yeah. Or you're, sure. you find yourself sitting there being lazy. Be like, do I really need to watch TV? I'm just searching for something. What am I sitting here for? I can be uh, right. doing something to make myself better. Whatever. And, you, and you know? it could, it might not be like, go run 10 miles, but like, maybe I just need to get up and take a walk. Like sometimes if you just move, mm-hmm. you're creating that change. You're creating that. I mean, you're literally moving energy around. And then, like you said earlier, too, there is two sides to the coin. There's the mm-hmm. negative side, the negative self-talk. It's always there. It's never going to go away. And then there's the positive side, which everyone likes to talk about. But you just have to acknowledge that there's both sides. Yeah. And, like, accept it and knock it down on yourself when that side comes up because it's going to come up. Like, that was a big thing I think I learned in the beginning was the negative self-talk. And I never even learned how to listen to myself, talk to myself. Like I didn't even realize what I was saying to myself, you know? Yeah. And then you start to realize like how you talk to yourself matters. That's like a huge thing for me. That's actually like my phone background is the words you speak become the house you live in. Yeah. It's so true. Like when people start talking, I'm like, don't say that about yourself. Even as a joke, like do not say that about yourself. Yeah. 
and it's hard. It's hard <laughs> to oh, change that. Yeah. And I'm sure it wasn't easy, you know, not knowing what happened and you waking up in a hospital, <laughs> you know, and just like, wait, what? Why am I here? Yeah. It was super weird. I, yeah. Like, I'm sure that positive, positive <laughs> thinking wasn't there at that moment. <laughs> no, I don't even know. I don't even know what was there in that moment. It was just like, I think on the spiritual side of it all was yeah. the immediate gratitude. And again, it was a practice that I've been doing for years. If I didn't have that, I don't know where I would be mentally mm -hmm. and that would come off physically as well. But I think I woke up and was like, okay, I am grateful that I'm here and I'm grateful that the doctors are saying, you know, right away they're saying, you know, don't get down. Like there's potential for things. We won't, we won't get into details right now. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to say, I'll take the positives and just be okay with that. And I'll just do my best in this situation because yeah. I can't change this situation. So I'll take everything I know and just be grateful that I'm alive, that I didn't injure my neck or my head, that right. I can move my upper body. I still have my strength and my arms and um, my core. Like that's a lot. Like I, it could have gone very differently. Like I could not even be here right now. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like that's, you know, so it, just having that small piece of gratitude for, okay, you're here. Like now what can we do with that? Right. And there's definitely times in the hospital. I mean, I would cry, you know, every other day and be frustrated. I could barely at first, I could barely even turn myself on my side. And like, I didn't get any sleep because I'm a side sleeper. Mm -hmm. I couldn't sleep at night. I couldn't, you know, eat. I couldn't keep things down for a while. It was tough. I mean, it was tough. <laughs> I had so many IVs in my hand. And then with COVID, you're not allowed to have visitors. So you're dealing with all this stuff on your own. Like you don't have anyone to hold your hand. And like, I just wanted to hug someone that I knew at some point. Like, I was like, I just want to be comforted. And like, you kind of have to learn how to be your own comfort. And I mean, thank God for FaceTime, but I don't know what all these older people do. Like, right that don't have that connection. So I was able to see all the positives, I guess, and just stay connected to all the good things. Like I'm young enough. I can still talk to my friends and I, like the nurse, I just tried to, the nurses that came in, I tried to make connections with them and say, you know what, these are the people that are here right now. Let me try to get the best connections with them and relationships mm -hmm. with them that I can. Cause that's all I have right now. Instead of being like, Oh, woe is me. I'm alone. I have nothing. Like, I just have to take what is given to me and make the best out of it. Yeah. Um, and it got me, it did get me a long way. I definitely wouldn't be as strong as I am now without it. So I appreciate all the years of all the work that I did to allow me to have like, I guess some peace during that time. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely a grieving process for my physical body and my connection to my physical body that I had before this. Cause I was so in tune with it. Like I was sitting in my wheelchair, like one of the first weeks I was home and I was like, man, I just want to get up and go reach that shirt out of the closet. Like yeah, it's the little things, you know, like I just want to get up and stand up and put my pants on. Like, <laughs> like, why can't I do it? And then I would have breakdowns, but you have to find a person that you can call and talk to about it. Like, um, whenever I was having a hard day, I would just call my dad. 
and I'd be like, I'm having a hard time right now. And he's like, all right, what is it? What's up? Like, let me know. No judgment. Just tell me what you need to tell me. Let me cry for a little bit. And then, all right, well, now what are we going to do about this? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, because you can, you certainly should feel all your feelings and emotions if you ever come up against something hard. But at the same time, you can't stay there. Yeah. You know, you can't stay in that plateau. You can't stay in that place. Like you have to be, find a way to pull yourself out of it, whether you have to pull yourself out of it alone or you have someone you can call and talk to. Right. And, I mean, um, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a big reason why, you know, like we both went to Christian school and, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. I went to Christian school my whole life, been to church. I was going to church three times a week growing up. Yeah. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. And, uh, you know, through that path, I just didn't want any part of it. You know, I was like, I'm tired. Um, I'm tired of it, you know. But then a couple, two years ago, maybe a couple years ago, not even it's very recent. You know, I've been stronger in my faith than I've ever been. And I think that that um, helps me with my positivity. Yeah. You know, because a lot of times when I talk to like other people, I always mm-hmm. think I'm right. So it's hard for me to listen to what they're saying. I'm like, yeah, I know that. Tell me something I don't know. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. But so when I pray and talk to God, for me, uh, you know, that's what gets me out of those ruts. That's what gets me out of that doubt and um, just pulls me out of the the darkness or whatever you want to call it. When you kind of become an island, when you think you know everything and yeah. you stop kind of taking people. And say, yeah, I get that for sure. Yeah, I definitely, like, you said it's crazy. Like, we were in church, like, every day, basically. Felt like it, yeah. And that was a little overkill for me. A little and bit. I had to definitely, yeah, yeah a lot <laughs> overkill. And I had to kind of step away. And like you mm-hmm. said, just find it on your own. But it, it once you do find that faith and realizing that you're not alone and that connection to spirituality, it's, it, it's important. It's when you address the body or you address yourself in a health way, you're not just looking at your physical body. You're not just looking at your cardio. You're not just looking at your diet. You're looking at like your mental health and your connection to higher power. Mm -hmm. And those things like is that's the holistic view. That's the full view of treating a person. Um, Which is why I love massage therapy and everything. Cause you're looking at a, and yoga, you know, you're looking holistically at a person instead of just, just the outside. Right. So there has to be something else. <laughs> right. And even those things, even those two things, you know, I've done both of them. Um, they bring out something emotional too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And you, sometimes you can't <laughs> help it. You're just yeah. like, what is happening? Why am I like feeling this way? <laughs> Why am I feeling like this? You know, like getting massaged, like, um, you think weird. it's just for relaxation, but it's something like for me, it's um, deeper than that. Yeah. It's just like, wow, this is crazy. You know what I mean? And, uh, I was, I was kind of like you with like your PT person, like when I was getting massaged and stuff. So I know the body. So I'll be, I would right. tell her, uh, like where it's hurting. And she's like, oh yeah, I forgot. I can, I can just ask you Do that. this with you, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is always really cool. 
Um, And it helps your therapist to understand you on a better level too. That was something I did learn in massage school. You actually do, you learn about that. Like when you touch certain people, they may cry on your table or they may laugh Mm -hmm. or they may get angry even, or, and you have to learn how to support them because you're not a, you're not a psycho mental therapist, but you are a therapist still. And human touch brings out emotions that you don't like your body stores emotions. And if you haven't been touched or moved it in that way, like you said, you can be in a position and be like, Whoa, why am I about to cry right now? (laughs) Exactly. What is this? (laughs) There's definitely been some yoga poses, especially when I first started, like I had just gotten out of like a three-year relationship and I was doing like some backbending or some extensions. So you're opening your chest and Mm -hmm. I got like deeper into it and I was like, Oh my God, like I am crying right now <laughs> from like opening up that area. Yeah. And you learn that a crying is not weakness at all. <laughs> and you feel so much lighter afterwards. You do. Like, yeah. Um, so that's cool. Like as a dude that you're able to recognize that because yeah. that's why yoga is stigmatized, I guess is more female or more feminine. Right because it is open to emotion and thinking and feeling in that way. Um, so it's cool to see a dude recognize that or a guy recognize that. Um, cause I think that's like a huge sign of maturity. <laughs> yeah. And it was weird too, like being a personal trainer, they didn't tell you that all these people were come to you with their feelings. Yeah. They, you're you know? like, <laughs> I mean, I talked to my personal trainer about personal stuff, so I'm sure. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't ready for that at all. Like, I didn't have the life experience to, like, help these people. You know what I'm saying? Like, And, yeah, and you're like, who am I? Like, this is what I thought teaching yoga at first in the beginning. I was like, who am I, this 20-whatever-year-old girl telling this 50-year-old to, like, take a deep breath and everything's right. going to be okay? <laughs> like, I don't know what to say to you. Like. <laughs> exactly like with your clients having way more life experience than you and then they're coming to you with these issues and you're like uh good job like loving you I don't know how do I support you like what do I yeah. say I mean honestly in the beginning I didn't I didn't know but then the longer I did it uh I got into saying just my um what helps me yeah you know what I mean a lot of people disagree with it Mm-hmm. You know, because sure. you know, faith faith is a big you know thing that people are just like, eh. It's a touchy subject. It is, you know, but I also I wasn't forcing it on them, right? You know what I mean. So unless they asked me, um, I never really like, talked about it. But I think that's a good way to do it. Is just say, I will tell you whatever you want, but yeah. I'm not going to force it down your throat. If you want to ask, I'll tell you. Like. Here's what I do. Here's who I am. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a really approachable way because people have to do things on their own time. Like we want to push them in one direction or another, but they're the, like we said earlier, they're the only ones that are going to push themselves. So when they're ready, if you can start to tell when they're ready, if they'll ask an extra question here, yeah. or say, what do you think about this? And you feed them little pieces of information and kind of like breadcrumbs until they're ready to like, you know, come full into whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's cool. You know, and I wish they would like tell you something about that in school, you know. Um, the only yeah. thing they warned me, they said, Ben, uh, like I had this uh, uh, this woman teacher and she was just like, Ben, I just want to, she pulled me aside. She was like, I just want to tell you like when you graduate and you find a job, 
um, you're a good looking guy. So you might have girls like try and uh, manipulate you or something like that. I was like, what? I was like, really? Like, you know, cross the boundaries, cross the lines. Right. <laughs> um, and of, sure enough, that's what happened. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm sure it's, it, that's good that she at least brought that to your attention. It, it is crazy that they don't tell you about that because anytime you're in like a client, uh, whatever relationship, yeah, there is always, what is it called? It's like transference and co-transference right, yeah. or something. Right. Um, and all those different kinds of relationships. So I was lucky enough in massage school, they teach you about all this stuff. Like, Man your client might come on to you or they're going to think of you as like this person or that person. They're going to tell you things Mm -hmm. and they're going to think of you, you know, or they're going to ask you out or whatever it is. Like, how do you handle it? So I can't imagine that's crazy that that's not in every personal training or one-on-one type of training. Like, Hey, you have to learn how to communicate with these people and it's going to get weird. (laughs) Oh yeah, I've definitely had some awkward and tough conversations with people. You know, but like how do you conduct yourself? And I was young at the time too. I was like twenty one or something. Like Yeah, that is young. Like I didn't know who I was at twenty one. Right? I wouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah. I mean, I had a guy uh come to me with his drug problem and stuff. I was like, Whoa, I I don't know what to do. <laughs> you have to be like, Okay, what do I say? I had do I had no idea. How do I not offend them, but also right. help them? <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy yeah. business. And yeah, like, and you can't give them too much information because you can't overwhelm them because you want them to continue to come back to you if they're reaching out to you. Yeah. Like, you don't want to shut them down either. Like, also, you don't want to let them go get too close. It's so tough. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird thing. But, um, I've been lucky at least in the yoga world, like in the class, the yoga class world, like people definitely go to yoga cause they're working through mm-hmm. shit. Um, but at least in that area, it's like a general positive place. Like people are coming there to feel better. They're trying to work on themselves. So it's a little easier there cause they kind of get it, but I can't imagine in a different, like in a personal training setting what that would be like because they're not necessarily looking for the spirituality and like to understand themselves on a mental level yeah yeah i think a lot of people i think a lot of people used it as like a therapy session uh where i'm in i'm like i'm sitting there with this plan to like work out and stuff you know and they come in oh i don't want to work out can i just talk today i'm like Um, my personal trainer that I was going to said he definitely had instances like that where he would go to see a client and then they just instead needed to just cry the whole time and like talk to him. Um, it's really interesting. Maybe that's like the new wave of personal training is like putting that spin on it. Like, Hey, you're going to have to have some therapy sessions with people i don't know oh yeah you yeah you definitely i mean the best thing i can tell people is just listen you know try not Mm -hmm. to give advice or anything um or just uh tell them to reach out to someone like someone professional because you sure can't do it (laughs) no and that's crossing your scope of practice anyway if you're being a professional um the listening is important as a yoga teacher and as a massage therapist, like you just, you want to just try to hold space for someone, whatever space they need to be in. You just want to let them have it. Yeah. Um, 
and I just lost my train of thought, but <laughs> that's all good. I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this phase holding was like a huge thing to come to learn and understand when you're working with someone one-on-one or in a small group setting. Um, for example, teaching yoga, or maybe you've taught group fitness. I don't mm-hmm. know. You go in and you kind of have to read the room and say, you may have had this plan for them, but if they, if you're getting some kind of energy from them, you sometimes have to throw it out the window and say, that's not what you guys need right now. You need this instead. Right. And I think that's just being human, like connecting oh, yeah. with them on that level or trying to anyway. I don't know. <laughs> right. I think that's just Never. being a good coach or like a good trainer. You know, because you can tell by the way their body language is and stuff like that. You know, if someone's not up to it, you know, they showed up for a reason. Yeah, they're there. You know <laughs> they what want I mean? something so from you. They want something. So, you know, you just got to be able to read it. But Yeah. So all of that is, yeah, that's just been a journey in that industry in that way. And it has certainly been a different challenge of my strength. Yeah. you know, of taking your own ego out of the picture. And when you're a personal trainer or yoga instructor or in the service industry, you have to remember you're in the service industry. You're there to serve people. And that's, um, it's not about you. And that's a spiritual thing too. It's part of your service that you give out to the world. Yeah, It's part of, you know, you get so much from your spirituality or whatever it is, and you have to give that out. It's part of the circle of life (laughs) is giving back what you get in. Um, So yeah, it's really interesting. So what's, what's coming up for you? What's next for you? Good question. Um, I'm in outpatient PT right now. So I'll be doing that three times a week. Um, it's about an hour each time. So it's really just trying to reconnect to my legs and get through this blockage almost in my spine of the information feeding towards my legs and what can I gain from it? How strong can I get the fear I overcome of, you know, standing and walking is very scary to me right now because I could fall at any instant. Yeah, My leg could buckle in any instant. So mm. it's fighting that fear of learning how to do something new again. Um, so that that's going to be the next few months is just learning to stand and walk again, learning to reconnect to my feet touching the earth and feeling that strength and feeling them support me. Um, getting more independence myself as well. That's a huge goal for me is to be able to, to eventually live on my own. Um, and learning how to take care of myself. Like that's huge for me is not letting people push me in the wheelchair, doing my own laundry, cooking my own food as much as I can. Those are all little things that you don't realize. So it'll just be kind of like getting as much as independence as I can, keeping my attitude up while I'm in PT. Um, that's what the next, and then eventually making my way back down to the beach and yeah. figuring out how I can work again. That's my long-term goal for sure. Um, I want to drive again. I want to run again. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I want to rock climb again. And oh, really? I think, <laughs> I think so. Oh man. I want to handstand again. Like I want to, I want to be able to do all these things in yeah. one way or another. I don't know how, but. <laughs> now with your mindset, I think you'll definitely get there and you know, um, 
I hope a lot of people that listen to this take a lot from it, you know, because it's crazy how we're how similar we are. And, yeah, you know, it's really cool. <laughs> you know what we've been through to uh, get to where we think the way we do. So, but it was yeah. great talking to you, Carrie. You too. Thanks for reaching out. It was it was like a little therapy for me too. So appreciate it. <laughs> Good. I'm glad I can help in some way. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good luck with everything. Um, stay in touch. Let me know how it's going. Oh, yeah. Let definitely. me know when the podcast comes out. <laughs> definitely. It'll be out, what's today? Saturday? Next Thursday. All right. Cool. I'm excited. All right. It'll be good. All right. I'll see you. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right. You too. Bye. Bye.